Thank you, Daniel. There's an expression my children and perhaps the children in your life are using right now. When someone does exactly the right thing for a situation, they say that person understood the assignment. To understand the assignment means to give 100% to the task at hand, no matter what it is. It is being deeply present to oneself, the situation, and the broader context in which one finds oneself. In today's text, we have three parties, Peter, Tabitha, and the faith community that clearly understood the assignment. And as a church, we have much to learn from all three. The text begins, in Joppa, there was a disciple named Tabitha, in Greek, her name is Dorcas, She was always doing good and helping the poor. About that time, she became sick and died, and her body was washed and placed in an upstairs room. Lydda was near Joppa, so when the disciples heard that Peter was in Lydda, they sent two men to him and urged him, please come at once. Joppa is a coastal city, famous for piracy and other problems that plague port cities. It's a bustling, rough and tumble environment a commercial center full of Romans who are anxious to make a deal and turn a profit. Just prior to this text in Acts 9, Peter healed Aeneas in Lydda, a man who had been paralyzed and bedridden for eight years. Lydda being near Joppa, it makes sense that they would call for Peter when Tabitha dies. The situation here is urgent. In this large port city, there is also a small community of Christ followers founded by Philip the Evangelist. The information the text gives us about Tabitha is remarkable, if brief. Luke uses the feminine form of the word disciple, matheria, the only time it is used in the New Testament to describe her. 
Tabitha is her Aramaic name, but her Greek name, Dorcas, is given here too. This means she was likely well-known and well-respected in the Hellenic community around her. Her spiritual resume, so to speak, was that she was always doing good and helping the poor. Tabitha understood the assignment. She'd been changed by living in a community of Christ followers. She'd become a true disciple, and the evidence of her discipleship was her doing good and caring for the poor. Tabitha was important enough to this small community that it sends two people to tell Peter of her passing and appeal to him to accompany them back to Joppa without delay. Peter's reputation as a healer has cultivated an optimism of grace that believes even a dead woman, already prepared for burial, can be resuscitated by the apostle. Robert Wall notes, the fact that Luke does not mention that her body was anointed with burial salts as was expected by Jewish convention, may well indicate the community's confidence in her imminent resurrection. But there's more at stake here than simply Peter's reputation. The text goes on. Peter went with them, and when he arrived, he was taken upstairs to the room. All the widows stood around him, crying and showing him the robes and the other clothes that Dorcas had made while she was still with them. Often in this region at this time, Mourners, usually strangers to the deceased, would be hired to help make the weight of the loss evident to the community. Those who greeted Peter, however, were not professionals, for no professionals were needed. The widows, who were the recipients of Tabitha's goodness and help to the poor, are already grieving the loss of their beloved friend and leader. The way the Greek is rendered suggests that they are showing Peter robes and clothing she'd made them because they were the very clothes they were wearing that day. Tabitha isn't merely worthy of resuscitation because she was good and kind, but because the community needs her gifts. Her loss is felt more keenly by the community because of its responsibility to the disenfranchised groups among them, of which the widows were a part. Her healing, then, would be another witness to the community of God's care for those who are poor and marginalized. When Peter moves past the widows, the text says he sent them all out of the room. Then he got down on his knees and prayed. <clears throat> turning toward her, excuse me, turning toward the dead woman, he said, Tabitha, get up. She opened her eyes and, seeing Peter, she sat up. He took her by the hand and helped her to her feet. Then he called for the believers, especially, especially the widows, and presented her to them alive. This became known all over Joppa, and many believed in the Lord. Peter stayed in Joppa for some time with, with a tanner named Simon. After he prays, Peter turns toward the lifeless body and speaks the name her mama gave her, saying, Tabitha, get up. Get up, she does. And in fact, she has no choice but to do so. The Greek here uses the command form. Peter does not ask her to get up. He simply says, arise. She does so and is taken out of the room to greet the people who have loved her. Jennifer Kaland writes, the command to get up or wake up is associated with both belief and action. Miracles may be performed secretly, but they are not hidden away. They are publicly displayed. As a result, many come to believe. In this text, Peter understood the assignment. 
he assessed the situation before him. He recognized Tabitha's importance to the community. He knew what he was tasked with doing, and he did it. If Peter hadn't come and had instead gone on his way elsewhere, Tabitha would still be dead. If Peter had said, even if Peter had come and said, Tabitha is too dead to do anything about it, he'd have gone on his way, and Tabitha would still be dead. Tabitha probably understands that her new assignment is the same as the old one. The implication with her resuscitation is that in her second chance at life, she will continue to serve her community in the same way as she had before. But the star of this story is neither Peter nor Tabitha. It is the community. The community in Joppa yearned for a hopeful outcome for Tabitha as they pleaded with Peter to come. They evinced their belief by not using the burial salts that were customary for the body. They displayed for Peter all the clothing she had made for the widows, tangible symbols of her compassion. They waited prayerfully outside while Peter prayed and spoke. The congregation of resurrection hope had reason to believe in the God who transcends the mysteries of death, life, and birth. Had they not been willing to share their need, their grief, their hope within and without, Peter might not have come in the first place. The community is healed because it already understood the assignment to be deeply and meaningfully involved in the lives of one another. This vulnerable group stood together and used the tools available to them, wading into each other's lives and showing up for transformation. All three players in today's text understood the assignment. Tabitha lived a life so valuable, so closely tied to her community, that the immediate reaction to her death was to beg for her resuscitation. She understood that a life of service to those in need was her response to the gospel. Peter risked his reputation as a healer and the reputation of God to pray for Tabitha's healing. He followed Jesus even after he'd failed time and time again. This was his response to the gospel. The community knew God and one another well enough to choose hope even in the face of death. They believed in the power of the holy to bring life to dead places so they could continue to do important work for those most in need. This was their response to the gospel. But what will our response to the gospel be? What gifts and skills will we use in service to those most in need around us? Friends, may we choose to follow God in the way we have been called as individuals and as a community. May we too understand the assignment. Amen.